You're ready to be premature wow, all over again. Wow, that's, that's impressive. Quick, quick reset. Yeah. Quick reset. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Licking okay. gin balls. It's just going to be a vicious cycle. Who knew the job was pro bono? I was so high that um, I shit myself at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get still here. Somebody, somebody, everybody mute. Goddamn, you're killing me. My SEAL Team 6 went to SEAL Team 12. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with punching above your weight. The fight you get better. Well, I don't know what's worse. You're a ginger or you've been vaccinated. You sit around and drink and solve the world's problems, right? Hey, let's go ahead and unwrap this present <laughs> so, uh, and let the I... debate begin. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We have a special episode. It is Debate Toberfest, and we have a good one for you today. It's Halloween. Halloween is here, and we thought we would do a Halloween-themed episode. And we didn't come by this on our own. We actually had help with this one, and we welcome back The Flash. Oh, unfortunately, <laughs> what he is here? Uh, so yes, we well, it's invited... Halloween, so I'm going to take that as a compliment. Yeah, we've invited go. the Flash into the studio. We are back for another episode. It is our Halloween themed episode. She came up with the topic, so let's waste no time. How is everybody doing today? Good. <laughs> yes, and I will have some <laughs> Halloween theme music going on. Um, we didn't do this last year. I mean, we had just started the podcast and we were still just trying to get our footing. And so, you know, we didn't do a lot of episodes like this when we got to specific times of the year. So this, this time we tried to be a little different. And so I thought Halloween episode would be good. She came up with a topic. And so I thought, why don't we just shoot ourselves in the foot and have her on again? We did it once. Yeah. Other, okay. the other Technically foot. twice. Yeah. <laughs> so we haven't, we have invited the flash back into the studio to debate this particular topic. So everybody and we're recording this time. We are, we are making yep. no mistakes. Thanks. Thanks to her. She did point out that we needed to be recording this one. So everybody's doing good. We are here. It is Halloween. And so let's waste no time and let's just jump right into our drinks. All right, flash you're up first. Cool. What are you drinking? Today. I am drinking me and my little buddy here. Hey, um, little buddy. I brought. Um, it's, I'm it's drinking a, a. For those of you that can't actually. <laughs> I'm drinking a blood cocktail with a skull in it. A little skull ice which, cube. I don't know that you can tell, but which, it is supposed to be with a red background. It, nobody, nobody that, can see that so. lighting yeah. looks. That lighting looked like when you stumble on like a, a lab with shit and formaldehyde. You yes. know, little, <laughs> yeah, little that's what it looks like. That's right. <laughs> what i'm going for 
And what is in it? It is. What is in it? It is. Be, and be honest. Seven up. Uh-huh. It's, most, it's seven up and grenadine and then a slight she waved vodka near the glass <laughs> of absolute vodka and then a, a lemon slice yeah. ah so it's like the uh la croix of a cocktail yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a hint of a hint of lime yes in the recipe in the recipe you're supposed to put the it's the grenadine and the vodka in a syringe yeah and then inject it into the cup for whatever gotcha. reason yeah, i yeah, didn't yeah. have a syringe yeah. <laughs> we and it wouldn't really, have mattered anyway. I wasn't wasting my heroin syringes for you to do that shit. You know, <laughs> Need a syringe. Oh, I got plenty of those. Wait, what? That's right. <laughs> Go to the store. I need syringes. <laughs> so you are having the blood cocktail, which is just absolute grenadine and seven up with a lime slice. Yep. All right. And a which cool is mostly, ice cube. Mostly yeah. seven up. It's really just win- window dressing for the ice cube. Let's be yeah. right. it, was, uh, <laughs> it was vodka adjacent at some point, right? <laughs> yeah, yes. I mean, there was a it's... bottle close to it. <laughs> uh, all right, let's move this along. Haas, what are you drinking for Halloween today? Hopefully. I, uh, yeah, I just went for some straight bullet bourbon on the rocks, man. Yep, that's it. The 10 you year. like being easy, don't you? I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> I was busy. I was busy. I was busy doing my homework assignments, and so uh, when it came time to do the podcast, I hadn't really put a lot of thought it, into what I was going to do. So. It's going to match Haas's costume, which is simply assless chaps. That's it. That's and it. everybody's like, "What are you?" I'm a cowboy, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Duh. Oh, the visuals. The question is, will they come with hair or without hair? Is there an option? Do we get to choose? Nope. Okay. It'll be we a surprise. Be surprised. All right. Mm-hmm. All, right. Yes, uh, all right. Let's move along. Bullet in a glass. No ice? Or is that Yeah, ice? A cube. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a like cube. A, a cube. Okay. Yeah, this really cool guy I know sent me these these molds with the with a big cube. Yeah. He sounds like a swell fellow. He's all right. He's he's a keeper. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah. Uh, all right, Mac. Uh, what about you? I know you're traveling, so maybe a drink was gonna be a little tough for you. Um, no, because unlike, you know headphones, speakers, all that shit that I thought I should pack. I did actually bring alcohol. So, <laughs> Man's got um, priorities. That's what I love. Exactly. Um, but I did ju- I did make it simple. I went with the uh, Hercules Mulligan, okay. uh, rum and rye. So it's it's basically, they, they sell it as an old-fashioned in a bottle. Um, it's, you know, rum, rye whiskey, ginger, and bitters all mixed into the bottle already. So you just have to pour it over ice, and it's, uh, it, it's like cost. It's easy. Oh. <laughs> Does very come, tasty. Does it come with ass? Like, that's me. Does it come with Don't forget the tasty chaps? part. <laughs> it does not come with assless chaps. Oh, gotcha. um, Yet, yet, yet. Don't think those were really a thing back when uh, Hercules Mulligan was around. So. Yeah, you don't. You Hercules don't know. Mulligan. <laughs> don't know. All right, uh, Madam Grinchica, what? Are you drinking? Yes. <laughs> I've created a concoction for you. No, you didn't. Uh, not, don't yeah, lie. That's not true. true. <laughs> I Madam think somebody's already Grinchica, had a Madam Grinchica actually uh, created this. But uh, yeah, so uh, I mentioned this before. For the birthday, got a Spirits of the Otherworld uh, cocktail book. This is called The Vessel of Demons. Mm-hmm. In the Copper Cup. And... Uh, it's raisin infused. It says Old Forester. I actually use Jim Beam Black, uh, lime juice, demerara syrup, 
bitters, Angostura bitters, uh, nice. ginger beer, and a mint sprig and lime wheel. And um, I actually haven't even tried it yet. What's it called? Vessel, Vessel of, of Demons. demons. Which, which, ironically, is what Thor calls his junk. Vessel of Demons. <laughs> yes, yes. No. That's, yeah, that's pretty damn good. Don't look at me. I'm hideous. It's pretty, it's pretty damn good. Yeah, Vessel you can actually really taste the, the raisin flavor coming through. Did you actually make so it's you what cook raisin in something or what? What did yeah, you just put them in? Yeah, it, it's called. Um, it actually has the recipe for doing it, but it it needs at least eight hours to okay. infuse, and then you like pour and press. You actually lose a fair amount of product, to be honest. <laughs> it's not something you'll be doing a lot of. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those you're like, I feel like that went wasted. I'm just saying, <laughs> <laughs> but it is very good. Very nice. Very nice. All right. And then I will finish out our house of horrors. I am drinking what is called a boneyard, which of course, because of my lighting, it's like a pale blue. And it is, let's see if I remember this, an ounce of gin, an ounce of vodka, an ounce of light rum, an ounce of tequila, gin, vodka, light rum, tequila, this is like Isn't the Long there... Island iced tea of a graveyard. It is, man. I was going to say, no, no wonder you can't remember what's in it. Three ounces, three ounces it's... of sour mix, an ounce of blue curacao. Sparkling water. And then topped with three ounces. You sh- put it in a, 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 a shake it with ice, you shake it up, and then you pour it over ice cubes. I, too, am using skull ice cubes. And then nice. you, you top it with three ounces of sparkling water. So that's what, hold on. Oh, 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 shit. Oh, there it is. That's your eye. That's your eye hole. <laughs> I didn't think this through when I put it on. I was like, how am I going to drink this fucking thing? Thought I was being clever. Mm, not so much. So you it can is put called... it on one of those hamster things next to that's you. Right. Like... <laughs> yes. So it is called the Boneyard. And yeah, so I did a theme drink as well. So, as always, gentlemen, happy Halloween. Cheers to you hey, all. Hey, lady. To, oh. Cheers. Cheers. You're just one of the guys. All right. So, let's move along. So, as we open the coffin on today's topic, uh, this one, I don't, I'm not sure if this is going to be a debate. We'll find out. Flash, you brought this to the table. I wanted to do something Halloween-themed, as I expressed already, and she thought, what about ghosts? What about the supernatural? What about paranormal? I'm like, that's a good way to go. She, of course, is a diehard paranormal fan. What's the show you watch? Go ahead. Uh, Ghost Adventures. I watch Ghost, Ghost Adventures. With, oh, Lord. I love that show. With, oh, Zach, with Zach Baganuts, or what, what's his name? Bagans. Bagans. Yeah. Um, I don't know how long that show has been on. I think it's got, I think they're in their 25th season right now. Losers. Just saying. Um, <laughs> They're richer than I am, so I can't really fault them for <laughs> that it. That how you gauge is that your brother? <laughs> Just saying. Okay. So uh, all the all the ghosts they must have found by now. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So the topic I wanted to do was kind of paranormal activity, the supernatural ghosts. We can focus on one, we can look at all of them. Some of the research that I was doing was related to ghost exclusively, uh, communication with, you know, the dead the afterlife or life after death, things like that. And so I thought we would touch on this because I'm curious, do any of you believe in any of that? Is that something you're skeptical about? Or, I mean, I know we did a religion podcast. And so I thought it's Halloween. Here's a good kind of tie-in with Halloween. So that's the topic, paranormal. We've seen the paranormal activity movies. I'm sure everyone has seen at least one. 
Um, <laughs> you you may or may not have seen some form of reality TV and ghost adventures. Okay. And oh, by the way, there's another paranormal activity coming out. Next of Ken. Yeah, Next of Ken. I saw the oh. trailer. <clears throat> yes. That's never ending. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to just touch base with you all on this Halloween and find out what you thought of ghost, paranormal activity, life after death, communicating with the dead, and just see where everybody kind of stood on the topic. So that is today's topic. Who would like to start? Flash, Flash, you know what? You're the guest. <laughs> Do you have an opinion about ghosts and paranormal activity? Um, I would say that I would like to believe. I don't know that I necessarily do. I think logically you have to say no because there's no real proof. But I also feel like when you walk into a certain building, like when I was in Scotland and you walked into all these old castles or you go to the fort in St. Augustine, like those really old places, you walk in there and it's there's something eerie about walking into such an old building that has so much history. And it's it is kind of terrifying to know there are certain things that happened in these buildings and are there potential still, you know, what they, what do they, what do they say? Like residual energy that kind of resides in places like that. It's all a lie. It's a fucking lie. <laughs> how they sell tickets. It's how they get you in. Of course. Cause I mean, that's why do you think they still do like all the, like when you the go tours, to New Orleans the and they do tours, the haunted Savannah, although, Charleston. Yeah. When, when I went to New Orleans and everything shut down because of COVID, we took a, a ghost tour because it was one of the things that was still running and the streets were empty because everybody, they were <laughs> sending everybody home. So it was terrifying because I'd never seen the streets that empty. Yeah. So it taps into that psychological aspect. Yes. All right. What about the rest of you? Believe, not believe. Give me something. Somebody. <clears throat> you know, I, I just happened to listen to podcasts about Alcatraz and they mentioned that you know, it's one of those places that has so much history. People claim certain cells like seem very cold. I've never been, so I can't speak from experience, but the I mean, we're all freaking fam- place is cold. I, I was going to say, I haven't been just yeah. off the coast of San Francisco. Se. I mean, yeah. San Francisco in and of itself is fucking cold. I, I, mean, the time, so. I, I, I will say, um, I understand um, and, you know, can connect with the idea of like a place feels you know, feels like it has a certain energy to it, for lack of a better term, whether it's just creepy as shit or whether because, you know, it has a history or urban legend that's just passed on and passed on and passed on. Um, But if I'm not going to if I'm not going to give any ground to supernatural the same way, I'm not going to give any ground to religion. I kind of keep coming back to the. There's been a lot of shows, a lot of this, a lot of that still no definitive proof. Um, and then, and then kind of the, the things that are around it <clears throat> and Haas, you know, can speak to this uh, from a perspective of, you know, magic and sleight of hand, it dates back centuries. And so does, so do things like tarot card reading and interpreting the sign, you know, all these things that are kind of related, like, right. Yeah. There's nothing in the physical world that can explain it. You're relying on a person or some instinct to tell you if there's something there. Um, so yeah, like I'm I'm not on board with the Loch Ness monster. I think the Bermuda Triangle is bullshit. You know, like um, not that I've never been creeped out. So I still have to come to terms with that as an individual. But um, but yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm sold on it. So okay. it wasn't something supernatural or paranormal that creeps you out. 
Well, I've been creeped out. I mean, I have an imagination that I can't always hold in check. But okay. it's, it's no different than being in the woods at night, right? You know, in a way of like when you don't, you know, like H.P. Lovecraft was famous for saying the, the, the greatest fear is the fear of the unknown. When you can't explain it or you don't understand it or you don't have enough information, your imagination is going to fill that void. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I had an instance when <clears throat> when we were still living in Vegas, <clears throat> we lived in this older house, and it was just just uh, Mrs. Haas and I at home. Nobody else was home. No TVs were on. No nothing. I was in a closet, and I I distinctly heard a man's voice, like a, a deep toned man's voice. Why were you in a closet? And it, it was a walking closet. closet. Oh, what are you doing in a walking okay. closet? Okay. You're putting saying. clothes away. I mean, and you've suppressed everything <laughs> since. <laughs> I was in a closet. I think we know. I said, think we know. I've suppressed nothing. Okay. <laughs> I'm guilty of a lot shit. of things. Suppression's not one, not of one of them. Well, today's just um, not your day, bud. <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was weird. And then when I was when I was younger, um, I used to see figures that, and I would like close my eyes and they'd be gone, like apparitions. So I don't know. I. I Proof? I don't know. I mean, how do you quantify? I mean, like, how do we even have the technology to quantify? And and I don't well, know. I, th- I think I'm I'm a little bit more of a believer than not. Well, at according least in paranormal. To, according to the host of one of the most uh, famous of the ghost shows, Ghost Hunters, 230 episodes aired on the Sci-Fi Channel. You don't need to be an expert, and all you need is just a few gadgets from your local Radio Shack, and boom, you too can be a paranormal. Damn. If only Shack was still around, I could get a few gadgets <laughs> from there. Yeah, right? I'm just saying. Hey, quick on a quick side note, everybody knows who Stormy Daniels is, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. She is now a paranormal investigator. No oh, shit. shit. Oh, yes. shit. Yes. yes. Was hey, actually uh, did, hey, good I, on I, her ask, for parlaying the career. Does she set booby traps? <laughs> no idea, brother. <laughs> just saw an article that she was investigating a local restaurant here in, in uh Clearwater Safety Harbor area. And uh, we've actually been to the restaurant, super cool restaurant, but uh, apparently she was here recently investigating the paranormal activity. So I was like, oh, well, that's that's where your trajectory has taken you into the paranormal realm. Okay, cool. Well, and, and I believe Demi Lovato now has a show on uh, oh, the Peacock streaming service that, you know, goes into paranormal activity and uh, extraterrestrial type stuff. So, you know, it seems to be the hot new thing to do, I guess. Yeah, Nicki Don't Minaj know is now a medical professional. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think Demi Lovato is really, should be any kind of expert, first of all. On anything. But, On yeah. anything. <laughs> more, more so than Stormy Daniels, because you didn't come no, out. No, no. Well, yeah, yeah, I don't going think down she... the wrong uh, path here, but uh, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just questioning where you uh, where your priorities lie there. That's accurate. Demi Lovato, no. Stormy Daniels, yeah, maybe I'd believe Well, I mean... Demi Lovato has done drugs and all kinds of things, so her brain could be mush. I don't know about Stormy Daniels. Maybe she, that's, I've never maybe heard. That's why you we see like to things. say expanded. <laughs> expanded <laughs> and open. Yeah, did some quality field research. <laughs> According the, uh, to tabloids, Stormy Daniels has done Trump, so her brain is probably That's mush. true. Yeah. She's, she's not as good authority. The, uh, yeah. um, to, you know, to, uh, Haas, you, what you said reminded me of something, and it's a touch point I have as an adult that I didn't have as a kid. And this is kind of where, uh, and I think there was a Brain Games um, episode that kind of spoke to this of like, 
you know, your brain's going to use whatever information it has to try to make sense of what it's seeing. So there's a component of just the, the neurology of what's going on there um, of trying to make sense, you know, of what it's seeing. So if it sees remote shapes, it's going to try to interpret that, you know, and, and the funny, it's funny. It is funny. Now touch point is when you get super sleep deprived, as is the case um, when you go through like a sapper school or a ranger school, you do start to hallucinate because you're so tired. Like the rational part of your brain is just shutting down and they, and they call it microsleep. Like you're literally just sit, like, yeah, I mean, you've seen people do it or like, they're just like, they're just blinking and then they're kind of coming out and they have no idea. Was that two seconds, five, 30. Um, but I've heard all kinds of stories from people that have been through sapper school and ranger school of like crazy shit. They either saw or heard or did because they were so sleep deprived that like the brain just couldn't make sense of it. And I mean, I can remember many times sitting there in the perimeter at like four in the morning, like convinced the dude was walking, you know, like I'm, I'm convinced there's somebody right there and it's training. So it's not like I was legitimately scared that you know, like something bad was going to happen. So I was absent that fear, but at the same time, you're just like, what the fuck is that? Is that, huh? Huh? Mm. Is that the guy? Is that the person you really want guarding the perimeter? Yeah. He's probably gonna. He's probably gonna kill me. Uh. <laughs> I'll worry about that when I wake up. So there is a there is that you know, and and uh, and so I just say that from a pragmatic baseline of the brain's gonna try interpret whatever it sees, right? Well, and when there's the, no explanation, it's gonna try to fill in the gaps. Yeah. And that's where like, and that's where that fear component comes in. And that's kind of what H.P. Lovecraft was getting at of like the premise of his writing was that the brain isn't designed to understand certain things. So right. when it does encounter it, it's, it's like a shock to the system. Hence why, you know, and, and if you actually play the game, why your sanity starts to go down, the more you get exposed to these things, because you start to realize there's more to the world. But anyway, that's H.P. Lovecraft. Different, right. Mac, yeah. please weigh in. What about you? Belief, uh, no, well, belief. what I was going to say is I think this harkens back a little bit to our religious uh, episode, um, and, I, and I think Grinch talked about it. You know, I think to some extent it, it becomes a way to explain things that we can't explain scientifically, right? You know, as Grinch just mentioned, you you, you were completely sleep deprived and you saw something, which was really just your, you know, for lack of a better term, your mind playing tricks on you, but you're chalking it up to you know an apparition, a ghost, you know, something of the supernatural. Um, so no, I, I mean, to me, I, I don't believe, you know, again, back to the religious, when you're dead, you're dead, you know, there, there's nothing left there. So I don't believe in ghosts, uh, the supernatural, anything like that. Um, there's, there's no real proof there for me and, and absent the proof, you know, I, I just don't see it. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think, it, you know, to some extent it's, it's like Bigfoot, right? Bigfoot existed. Somebody would have captured him by now and, and he'd be in a zoo somewhere. Right. <laughs> um, so. So, you know, it's kind of the same thing. If, if ghosts were there, there would be some pretty solid proof um, that, that they existed, not just, you know, stories and hearsay. So now, of course, for the four of us, mid-40s, we have a different, obviously, belief system now, having lived a certain amount of our life. Did you, would you have felt this way at, like, the Flash's age, you know? early twenties, late teens, you know, Grinch, like you, we talk about this on another other episode or it was maybe off episode, but you know, we used to go camping and we'd pull out the Ouija board 
and we would do that shit in the woods in the middle of the night. Yes, drinking was probably occurring, but I, you know what I'm saying? Like, was there a yeah. belief then that you have outgrown now? Yeah, I, I mean, to your point, you know, as a kid, I saw Poltergeist and it scared the shit out of me. Right. I mean, yes, TV. for the yeah, for the longest time, you know, you're like, I better not hear static. <laughs> there better be no trees near my window because it's coming through. You know, like, I, I mean, I think, um, I, I think they're part and parcel. Um, you know, the difference between supernatural is I'm not seeking to believe. Uh, I'm a little more on the you know, convince me, um, but I can see ground common ground of if you have if you have religion then you start to believe in the concept of a spirit which sort of suggests an otherworldly energy component Presence. realm whatever you want to call yeah. it um and so you know then you 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 probably have more room in your brain for that uh, accepting the fact there's a space for that somewhere you know and and i think about I want to say, you know, there was kind of, I don't even know where it originated from the notion of like a ghost that's stuck here is because they have something incomplete, something they wanted to finish or that held them, whether it was vengeance or whatever. And that's why they stayed, which maybe corresponds with the notion of like limbo, maybe not purgatory, but limbo, something in that, in within, you know, those two concepts. No offense, uh, but I feel like if if that were true, if ghosts were if ghosts existed on a plane due to the fact that they felt like they lived an incomplete life, I feel like there would be a hell of a lot more ghosts <laughs> because I think everybody at some point is gonna be like, I, I don't feel like I did everything I wanted to do, you know? So, yeah, but I, I I think as I understand it to be true, it's like exigent circumstances, like they dialed very violently or you know really sad. I I don't know. I I, I get the point though, nonetheless. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, a lot of people die every day over uh, a certain amount of time. Yes, there would be a lot more spirits floating around. And there may there may be. We just may not see them or experience them or feel them. I mean, I have a close family member who <clears throat> considers himself an empath. And this family member um, talks to the deceased and sees and interacts with the deceased. So the, Who the Whoopi Goldberg of your family. <laughs> yep. <laughs> for sure. For sure. This person most certainly is that. Um, this person believes that I, I have no proof to otherwise, but this person believes that, yeah, they do communicate with people. So, and this person is a smart, rational, intellectual being. So I believe that that is something that they do, that they interact with spirits. Really? I believe that they believe that. <laughs> no i mean yeah i mean you know look and we've said it before i'm not here to judge anybody you know if, if, if you believe that then you know hey good on you that's your thing but uh, yeah i just don't be surprised if mac know. looks at you like you're fucking crazy <laughs> exactly well and i and, and you know to Haas's point i mean i've talked to people that, that felt the same way they're like you know i can i can actually see you know uh we were on a beach trip and you know, she told my brother-in-law, she's like, I can see your grandfather sitting right next to you right now. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't even see how that would be remotely possible. Do you, do you uh, feel like maybe, maybe it's like listening to a radio station. Like you're just not, we're not tuned in to the same frequencies they're turned tuned into. No, I mean, it would, it would have to be something akin to that. Right. I mean, otherwise, you know, everybody would see it and everybody would be able to talk to dead people and, 
but I don't yeah. like that. Justification. Nobody would get anything done ever. <laughs> right. That, yeah. that's, so. that's part of that justification. I don't like, because when you tend to get into discussions with people and they do believe, and then you kind of shoot down that belief, that is exactly their default mechanism. You're just not tuned in. You're one of those people that aren't tuned in. You can't, you know, your antenna is not made to it. And I'm like, that's you're, just the you're I feel too like that's in touch with reality. Right. Well, okay. well it, it's like synesthesia, right? Like people who actually, when they hear music, they see color. Say that again. It, it, what is it called? Synesthesia or something like that? I don't know. I've never heard of that. So there is a place. condition where That's not a sugar substitute? Are, I thought no, you were mispronouncing <laughs> anesthesia for a That's second. That's what I, I thought. I, I was like, I, did, on, I knew I misheard you, but I was like, what did he say? So like something related to the senses is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's it is it's sense anesthesia, and it's a phenomenon in which additional perceptual experiences are elicited by sensory sensory stimuli or cognitive concepts, and one of them is is and several composers have been known to have this. They see color when they hear certain notes, okay. and it's one of the reasons why they write these amazing compositions. I guess so. I think that's a good example where obviously some people have this. It's an official documented scientific thing and plenty of us do not have it but you just it's on the internet you, so it's got to be true bonjour. well but Haas, you just you just got to kind of what i was waiting for you to get to which is through studies etc cat scans neurological studies you know they can see the brain pattern that's occurring lighting that, up. that a lot that that is possibly causing this you know the auditory is crossing over into visual is what it sounds like. And I'm not a neurologist. So what the fuck do I know? But, but yeah, I mean, but, but there, it seemed like there, that was scientifically verified. So I'm not, I mean, to that point, I don't know that that says there's, they have a supernatural capability, but I, but I understand what you're saying of, is it possible, you know, within the various neurons and so forth in the brain that if they reacted to different chemicals that they could interpret the physical world differently I still kind of come back to the it's again, same thing with religion. You can't prove a negative. Right. So if somebody says, I see, I mean, and I'm being, I'm being facetious and over the top of like, I can't take baby powder and like, you know, put it in the air to see if it collects on anything. If I sat down, do I feel colder and am, or am I just convincing myself? And those are all the unknowns that I think, you know, we're like, okay, TV show, this is the shit that I'm thinking about. Like, do you feel colder sitting in that seat? Maybe you show a thermostat, maybe you show a body temperature change. And there's enough doubt in me to go, or does that just make for good TV? Yes. And, and absolutely. I, I mean, yes, it, I think obviously it makes does. for good TV. Yeah, it obviously <laughs> it, does. The and problem sure. with those shows is that they're so easy to manipulate because you're not physically standing there experiencing those things. And it's really easy to say, look at this temperature change, but you don't know if there's a vent or right. something right there cooling that spot down we, we, and that's we have why an individual you... on the show that does magic that's exactly what i was gonna say <laughs> you have an individual on the show that literally does you know video work where i can manipulate and photoshop and things like Hoss that and crushes like... my soul every time he tells me how a magic trick works because i'm like Fuck it, <laughs> that was yeah. so cool so cool now i know it's lame <laughs> but but that's the thing, and and I know we've we've touched on this before, not on the show, but it's like you watch these shows, and Flash, you can probably uh, corroborate this in terms of the show itself. But they're always at night; they're yes. always in dark places, a dark 
cell, a dark warehouse somewhere underground. You know, they never take place at, during the light of day above ground with a room full of fucking people. It's it's me, right. it's you, it's <laughs> me and you this, in a dark cell. Here's this highly frequented sandwich shop where the person <laughs> tripped and fell and died. They were on their way yeah. to the wedding. Right. <laughs> ghosts, ghosts don't eat lunch. Yeah, Here, but, but, but death doesn't only no, occur just in those souls. places. Now, here's yeah. the thing. I'll say this about that. I can watch those shows and totally go into it saying, I I don't really know if this is believable because of all the shit they could do to manipulate, you know, everything about Film that environment. And, right. However, when I watch it alone at night, it still scares the shit out of me. Like, I still oh. will go lay down in my, like, I'll be going to bed like, oh, my God. What if something's yeah. in here with me? I, I watched I watched The Exorcist um, probably when I was 22 or 23. The first time I'd ever seen it. Oh, I, I was home by myself. Got up in the middle of the night, turned on every light in the fucking house. Right? <laughs> I mean, it plays on your mind, but that doesn't mean that, you know, I thought that that's real. Uh, so, Flash, very quickly, I'm going to put you on the spot. I would like you to outline to the gentleman the very particular scenario of you uh, when you were on vacation here recently <laughs> at your mother's house. Okay. what happened and so just, okay. just explain what happened but don't, so, don't break it down let me let me let me break it down no 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 just sum up, sum up. <laughs> let me let me let me explain no there's too much let me sum up <laughs> um so i was at my mom's and i was watching ghost adventures and it was really late at night so i went in the guest room that they had set up for me and they hadn't unpacked everything yet so they had like bins everywhere in the room and there was you know stacks of them and so i was laying there and i was basically just about to fall asleep and then one of these bins totally just like crashes onto the floor and scared the shit out of me i jumped up turned the lights on i had to watch cartoons for like 15 or 20 minutes <laughs> because i was like i i'm not gonna be able to go back to sleep of course all i could think about was oh my god there's a ghost in this room pushing shit over just trying to scare me Right. Because of what I was watching, you know, before, right before I went to bed. But of course, my mind goes to, yeah, I, I've seen your mom stack shit before and you know, clean up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that, you know, that shit just was haphazardly thrown in there. Uh, I, I was going to think, I, I was thinking so. of, uh, there's that show on Netflix, uh, Attack of the Clichés. Insert yeah. scary cat moment here, you know. But when we a talked about cat it, running through it, knocking it over. Yeah, when she when she told me about it, I said, "So was it easier to accept that there was a ghost in the room that pushed the bin over, or that the weight of the stack of stuff, maybe a corner of the bin had crushed and threw off the balance and it toppled over?" No, no, don't give okay. me that fucking I'm, whoa. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Okay, you explain that to me. Okay, and okay, my okay, response okay. was, yeah, what was your response? Does it make me sound? Do I sound like more or less of a little bitch when I say bins were crushed and they fell, or there was a demon or a ghost in my room and I had to fight it off? Like, what sounds better to you? You mean to justify your fifteen minutes of cartoon? <laughs> <Neither work>. <laughs> Look, I'm lucky but, to look, be here know. is what I'm saying. <laughs> that, that story takes on two different, you know, two different stories, really. If it happens at, you know, 1230 in the afternoon, your mind immediately goes and says, ah, you know, one of the corners of the bins just fell and, you know, crushed oh, in and that's you. why they fell over. But at three in the morning, after you've just story. watched, you know, ghost stories or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Your, your mind is immediately going to go to, 
all right, this place is haunted. Fuck this. I'm out of here. Peace out. Exactly. So, well, <laughs> you know, but again, it's... it goes back to your mind and the way it's going to interpret things. Right. You know, at three in the yeah. morning, you're probably a little bit, you know, you're a little tireder. You're not thinking straight. So immediately that's where you go. It's like and when I will Mac say- watched The Exorcist at night, he took all of the crosses out of his room because he didn't know what he might do with them in the middle of the night. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and it's not unlike, I mean, it taps into a same... I mean, look, we should say too, I mean, human physiology is fight or flight. Like when something unexpected happens, one of those two kick in. Even during the day in your own home, if you hear a noise that is not something you can immediately determine what it is and it's unexpected, there's a moment where you go through that cycle of like, am I going towards it? What was it? What do I think it was? And I'll use the example of... Uh, in our shower, we have those like suction cup things for holding shit, you know, on the, and of course you got shampoo bottles and whatever else. The first time it fell, I mean, I was like, what the fuck was that? (laughs) (laughs) It's a shower caddy, you know, but at the time I was like, I I don't even, I don't even have a good guess as to what that was, but it came from like right over here and it, it's got my full attention right now. Right. He grabbed his samurai so, so, sword. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but, but that brings up an interesting point. You know, I, I think it becomes locale based too, right? I mean, you know, you've, you've been in war situations. You've probably had, you know, munitions, bombs, all sorts of shit going off around you. And you just, you, to some extent, I imagine you kind of get used to it. But because you're in your own home and you hear this, which is not something that you should hear in your own home a loud crashing sound, you immediately go to that, you know, what the fuck? So, I mean, does, does that have something to do with Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I will say, um, it, it, I would say that's more, we're delving into the psychology of trauma. And it would be like, if you heard a loud horn from a car right before you got in a car wreck. And every time you hear a horn, you know, it kind of gives you that. Takes you back to that. Like it, it just hits. Yeah. Right. Um, and certainly there are veterans that suffer from that, but any human can um, any basic shock to the system that takes them to that moment, like totally unexpectedly, and noise is one of those things in particular that, that auditory yeah. awfully quick. Right. Yeah, Grinch can sleep through a shelling overseas, but at home a shower caddy fucks him yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, and and and, and no, I, I understand exactly where you're going with that, Mac. I know, I I do know what you mean. Um, I will say, um, and this is more speaking to why veterans are a little more traumatized, is because like an explosion is not normal. It is so over the top of normal. Like there's a car wreck. And I had one happen right in front of me Thursday, which like literally it happened right in front of me. It was pretty crazy wow. to see because it's surreal, right? Like you're, the world slows down. You're just like, is this about to happen? As opposed to something that's so loud and has this concussive force that is just like, no, no human's going to hit you like that. Right. It'd be like if your house, ex- like the gas main just exploded, right? It's on that scale. So yes, I mean, there's a spectrum, you know, as I'm fond of saying, but I think to, you know, what you teased out is more the point of there's still the opportunity there of both either something that's traumatized you before or something that is totally, you just cannot figure out what the noise is that, that taps into that fight or flight response. So why well, do not, we go to even... its ghosts? It's paranormal. It's supernatural. 
Well, because it I, explains something that's unexplainable at the moment. I no, still what think it does it, is it doesn't explain something that's I, unexplainable. Is the I think it comes back to imagination. Right. And it's not. And again, a lot of crossover here with the notion of religion. When you can't explain something or you think you can't. Because like uh, we'll use the Ben, for example. Short of having everything set up the exact same way, just to kind of work through it of like, well, could I have maybe bumped it by accident? Just didn't realize or maybe this floorboard gives just a little right and it caused a shit and this is all stuff i'm just making up off the top of my head or it was bumped earlier by somebody else like either way at that moment in the night and it was night and you'd been watching what you've been watching like that's like a perfect storm setup right of oh yeah and we're and i mean i'm not immune to it like i don't want to sit here and pretend like i've never been scared by something i can't figure out I mean, any noise you hear that you can't explain immediately, like I said, you, you go into that caveman, I want to live. I'm not going to run towards this because I have no fucking idea what it is. <laughs> has anybody here, any one of you, if something has happened, you thought, aside from you, Flash, because clearly we've heard yours, thought ghosts, thought paranormal, thought supernatural, anything unexplainable that's occurred to you, have you ever gone down that road? I you have know, one time, personally that one time I heard I those not. voices in the house in the, in old, the, house in Ve- in the okay. old house in Vegas. Yeah. So elaborate on that because you didn't finish. So what 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 made you think supernatural, paranormal, or whatever? Well, it was an, it was an older home. Um, uh, apparently, there had been some trauma in the house prior to us living there, and and the fact that it was like I said, it was just Mrs. Austin and I in the house, and she does not have a deep baritone voice. <laughs> <laughs> no and and in the fact she was around the corner in the restroom anyway but i heard a voice so i mean i clearly heard something i, I don't think i wasn't imagining anything because i was it was in the middle of the day i was wide awake i was alert could figure out where it's coming from so i mean as, and, as i'm sitting here thinking through this paint a picture from i mean this is a standalone house it's not like mm-hmm. a duplex a condo mm-hmm. anything standalone like that. house because see that's where i'm going immediately right i'm like Okay, well, you picked up some noise from you yeah, know somebody else sure. somewhere. So okay, so it's a standalone yeah. house, so you're not yep. picking up any of that other noise. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, I mean, but then you're you right. listen. I mean, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. But I was saying, but you listen to what he's saying. Let's look at the details. Single home, older home, a trauma had occurred in the home, right? Those are all seem to always be those touch points that always surround when somebody's like, oh, it's supernatural. The house is built on an Indian burial but, 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 but understand, I'm not one of those people that gravitates to that kind of line of thinking, which is why this particular situation, why Miss and, Mrs. Haas and I still talk about it to this day, because it was one of those isolated incidents where I was like, okay, you know, this, this leads me to believe that there is a possibility. There is a potential. And what did that, the voice you know, say to you? Was it like, hey, Poppy? I don't recall. No? You, you, you look good in those chaps. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Come here, big boy. That's right. Oh Daddy's got something for you. See, and, and, you know, as a side, I mean, that, that's the kind of thing that I want to do to fuck with somebody one day. And I hate that we, we replaced all the floors in our house now. I really want to, <laughs> next time I replace some flooring, I want to write, paint out a chalk outline throw down some red paint on the floor and then put the floors down. So that the next person that paints, you know, replaces those floors finds that and is like, what, what the fuck, fuck happened here? Um, Cause or I feel like you, that would really mess with somebody's head. Or when you replace a chunk of drywall, just go buy a skeleton from a shop, <laughs> sit in the back, <laughs> get in the fucking drywall <laughs> and then put a new piece of, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
and then just yeah, hang when you drywall. get really when you guys really start remodeling we'll put that in the wall <laughs> yeah exactly it's a tiny skeleton <laughs> just to mess with yeah. you oh, did somebody baby. kill a dwarf yes. for a child <laughs> that's not cool so yeah, uh I- I mean, I'll bring it up. I, you, you touched on it earlier. I mean, I'll bring up the one area, and we 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 talked about this kind of in the lead up to the episode, which was the notion of the Ouija board. Well, that was where and, I was going to go. Was yeah, yeah, communicating and with the dead. I, I mean, I'll be honest. I, it, I'm not trying to not make it like real or not acknowledge what happened. I just still to this day don't fucking know. I mean, the bottom line, <laughs> one was, of us, one of us I was mean, pushing them. We went out there multiple times <laughs> with different mixes of people. It wasn't consistent. It worked, quote unquote, um, to the point where there was a dialogue. We felt like we knew who the person was we were we were talking to. You know, I, I, I just don't know. Like, we've never gone so far as to dig into the records of what that house was, because there was a house out there. There was a remnants of a chimney like we knew a house had been there. Yes, it was in the woods. It was at night. I don't necessarily think we were all like super tuned up in the sense of like we were beyond critical thought in the sense of like every time we did it and it, you know, again, worked, we'll say. But beyond that one incident, I've never seen one work anywhere else, at least not believably in the sense of like, okay, this is now a consistent thing. There's a pattern that right. I'm starting to buy into. So I, I don't know. I mean, I've heard theories of like a subconscious can guide. I mean, there was one person I think that was almost always there with us that. Look, somebody's you know, pushing it around the board. May not be you. May not be I me. I mean, it, it, everybody, you look at everybody and they go, I didn't know it wasn't me. It's I, wasn't, I was barely sold, touching it. It's sold as a board game. Of you know, like that's is. the right. thing that's still like, if you, you're like, if it's like truly a connection to the dead, like I would have, it wouldn't be church sold as a like board game. Isn't it like eight and up? Yeah, exactly. Like it's eight up. So <laughs> eight, eight, you can be, you know, eight, nine, ten, and potentially conjure a demon, but you can't vote, you can't drink, that, that kind of thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fair, fair point. Well, yeah. Played. And then there's like this don't ever do it by yourself. And you're like, why? Now I want to be overtaken. <laughs> you're like, okay. Because it won't push work. That's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah. It, it won't work. <laughs> right. Because you don't have somebody else you can ask. Did you push it? Mm-hmm. It's just you. That's like the, uh, the we urban legends them. going in the bathroom and spinning around three times. Say bloody Mary, bloody Mary, bloody Mary. Right? Candyman. Candyman. I will not go. say Candyman Flash. five times in a bathroom. Why not? I won't well, do it. Beetlejuice. I will say Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice because Beetle I would guys. love to be Beetlejuice. <laughs> but I won't say Candyman in the bathroom because I, when I first saw that movie at 12 years old, it scared the shit out of me. And it still kind of does. And, and it's still watch it. I mean, it's one yeah. of my favorite horror movies. I love the movie. But you watched I, that at 12 years old? What, what the yeah. Okay, look. You had, you had stellar parenting going on, didn't you? Yeah. I watched all kinds of shit when I was a kid. Yeah. I didn't really put limitations like uh like watch Resident Evil yeah. when they were really Underworld. Little. Underworld. You know. Mainly because you were watching it, and you're like, oh, I'm fucking turning it off. So guess what? This is what's on. Fucking leave the room if you don't want to see it. Yeah, because yeah, we've we've talked about that. That I I mean I didn't really I wasn't one of those parents that was like, oh no, you shouldn't watch this. It's like. I mean, I think it's, I understood it's, it wasn't real. So, and, and, and my kids, I didn't 
clearly, my, clearly flashed it. So. No, but my kids growing up, there were not nights. I there weren't. As soon as it was like, done, head to bed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Where the kids weren't what? like, oh my god, I had nightmares. I couldn't sleep. Like they, I didn't have that with my kids. I, I can't they tell just, you why. Internalized. That's because they were just traumatized, laying in bed, crying. <laughs> possible. It's possible. Well, I don't know. I think, I think that kind of opened the door for me because I mean. But you also shared as, a room with your sister, so I mean, it's not like yeah. you were sleeping in a dark room by yourself. So I, I had someone to sort of talk right. through it. But yeah. I mean, as as easily as I get scared, I still do appreciate a good scare every now and again. And I think watching those kinds of movies when you're young, when you're, you know, as young as I was and you're really impressionable and you don't necessarily know what's real and what's not like at the, at that time, I didn't know actors were a thing. I thought those people, I thought it was a documentary essentially, <laughs> you know? And, but I do think that sort of helped shape my love of horror today. Well, and I, I, and I do think, you know, it's a, it's a subset of this discussion and the notion of horror, like, I, I think this group collectively enjoys horror because you kind of enjoy suspending disbelief and empathizing and, and imagining yourself in that scenario. Not that you'd ever want to be, but you can, you're capable of. And that's what makes those movies so entertaining. I mean, as we've discussed in other podcasts, they're thin on storyline typically, but there's still scenarios that you're just like, if I were in that place, I, you know, and I'll use Blair Witch, for example. Saw it in the theater. Uh, one of the most interesting at like campaigns to pump up a movie with so little money because it was all like internet based and and I mean the movie's creepy as shit because you're imagining like if you were out in the woods in the middle of nowhere, lost. Which by the way, that alone is a is a scary thing. And that night things are bumping on the tent, like all that gets to you. And then you start tapping into that notion of loneliness because you start losing people, you know, like there are some, like I said, some core emotions that the really good horror films tap into. But at the end of the day, you're still like, yeah, not buying it. Is that why we never had a tent when we went camping because we didn't want something rattling? That's true. Yeah. We wanted to see, we so wanted to know what was 360 coming. 360 yeah. degrees, you can <laughs> see everything that's coming at you. And no bears are sneaking <laughs> up at us on us. Go ahead. I was going to say, we can go four or five, because to me, horror films just, they don't do it for me. I, I have no desire to watch them. Um, you, you've recommended a few series, and I, I've, I've pushed through a couple of them just, you know, so that we could have the discussions about them. But yeah, I mean, I don't go seeking out um you know something to just you know scare, scare me and, and i think it's a different i mean i think it, it does play on your personality i mean to your point some people enjoy watching that and, and, and i guess the thrill of it to some extent it gets that adrenaline pumping um for me that that's just never really been a thing i, I don't typically go seeking out horror films because i'm a big pussy i guess i don't know and i'm <laughs> okay with it say it but, you know, <laughs> said it yeah I, i've never been somebody that has been into paranormal supernatural ghosts life after death yes as a kid like doing the ouija board and stuff like that like trying to communicate with the dead i mean i know back in victorian era like seances were a huge thing like all your high class high profile citizens would hold these things the winchester uh, house yeah uh, so, I, was, I, mean, I was about to say that exact same thing <laughs> as a matter of fact and they you know they and that's what they believed but i've never been one doesn't matter if i've seen movies or documentaries or ghost hunters 
ghost adventures, whatever. I, I've just never, I've never been into it. I've never been in tune with it. And like I said, that's the one thing that frustrates me when I do ask people about it, that's always their response. Well, you're just not in tune. Okay. Well, help me understand, help me get to that point. Then if I'm missing something, I'd love to know, but yeah, they can't. And that's pretty much because it doesn't exist in my opinion. Well, it, I don't know it, that it was I necessarily. Sorry, Nobody go cares. ahead. Nobody no, no, cares, Flash. You're the guest. You're the guest. Well, I care. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, I was just gonna say that. All I right, thought... I'm done with that. <laughs> <laughs> well played. There you go. Wow. All right. Um, I was just gonna say that I don't know that I necessarily believe in having to be like tuned in, because I think that, like you said, it's basically an excuse to tell people who haven't maybe experienced anything or don't believe then you're not really it's not really a good argument i don't think that you have to be tuned into anything i disagree again i go back to the i go back to synesthesia or whatever however you pronounce it some people have it and some people don't it's all i'm saying is it's possible i I don't see this as an an excuse or whatever i I see it as an option of possibility but they're not but at that point what you're saying is they're they're for lack of a better term their wires are just crossed and that's why they're seeing what they're seeing. Well, I'll that's say it's, 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 it's where since it's where since several of the senses overlap, where ours are kind of like compartmentalized. They have where two of their of their um, was uh, sight and hearing overlap. So are you saying are a blind of, person might be more in tune, or a deaf person might be more in tune because other senses are right. heightened, or, or are you saying it's something completely different? I think it's probably something completely different, but I don't know. I'm not, yeah, I'm, this is that, not my area of expertise. I mean, no, but my, you are my, saying... my professor, my professorship in, in Googling is, is second rate to none, but well, I mean, and, and but you're saying my... you believe people do have to be in tune. That's what you're saying. I'm, I'm saying because of synesthesia, that it's a, it's a possibility that if someone says they're an empath, they're, they're, they, their, their synapses fire different or don't fire in a certain way that ours do or vice versa or something of that ilk. Like there's definitely some physiological makeup that is different in, in them. Than, I mean, we're all different, right? We all have different makeups that, that allow us to have different talents and abilities and so on and so forth. How is this any different? How, how is this not a possibility? Well, there, there are two things I want to bring up to, to speak to that. One is this notion of, and we've probably all heard it in some form or fashion that when you're young, you see the world through more imaginative eyes, you know, hence the imaginary friends, hence the, I can see this, I can see that. Right. And you that the world like over aging, somehow that goes away. My friends weren't so imaginary. They just wanted to live on a special farm. My right, but we're, we're all familiar <laughs> with that. I'll call it a trope. We're familiar yeah, with yeah. that, right? Yeah. And then there's the notion of people being psychic. And, you know, as a kid, I, I went to some fair, like when we were out in California, where you had the take this picture and it'll show you your aura. Amazingly enough, they were all different. You know, like, does that mean we are radiating an energy? Well, they're explaining this camera is especially attuned to do this, that, and the other. Now, as a kid, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And now I'm like, okay, so what what the fuck does this mean? (laughs) You don't know. It means nothing. It literally means nothing. And then if I hold this crystal, it has a special energy, right? And then then I can remember sitting with this lady who said she could read your past lives. And she described a past life to me. You know, and I'm just sitting there again as a kid, like, okay, interesting. 
And yeah, it's but- in, 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 at the core of me, what I keep coming back to is it isn't unlike tarot, which is as old as magic, which is a skill to read people and say certain things. Right. And that, so, so right there is something I want to touch on because, because little Mac and miss Mac went to see a tarot card reader uh, when we were in Salem, Massachusetts, cause we had just gone through the witch museum and everything. Coincidentally. And, right. Yeah. Go figure. There's, <laughs> you know, a million tarot card readers, you know, lighting the streets, but you know, of course you could only have two people in there. So I didn't get to go in and see everything that happened, but um, you know, they came out and, you know, little Mac was like, Oh my God, she knew this and this. And they come to find out, well, they spent like 30 minutes talking before they even did a tarot reading. And then like five minutes doing the reading. Again, I wasn't in there, but I, I feel pretty confident that that 30 minutes was kind of gathering get information. A feel for, you know, yeah. different parts of you and what kind oh, of a person yeah. you are to, to read. And do people like that maybe give, you know, again, I'm not saying I believe in it, but do they give bad credence to potentially the true, the truth seekers out there? Because you well, know, we've I, all seen the, the Miss Cleo, you know, psychic line. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Call the me Long up Island and medium. Of, and... Yeah. Do they I, I think, give a bad name to people that may really be as hostile in tune? Well, in my opinion, know? no, because I don't think anyone's in tune, but I will also say people like that. Uh, are probably akin to the same type of people Haas can probably speak to in terms of gambling, people that are looking for tells, that are looking for very specific ways that people react to certain things. You say something, you get a reaction. And they are just, if they're in tune with anything, they're in tune with people watching and understanding what certain reactions may or may not mean. It doesn't mean they know any information. They just know how to extract information. The whole cold reading, hot reading thing that people will do when they're, yeah. Yeah, or it's like you're reading the fucking palms. Right. Okay, if there was a science to that, then you could verify. This is your lifeline. This is what, okay. Yeah. No. But then everybody's, (laughs) everybody would have a lifeline. Everybody's would be, you know. Yeah, and and like I said, I mean, I realize, Hoss, you're not a, a magic historian, but it all traces from the same thing, which is either pickpocketing, sleight of hand, a way to make money. It, that was its origin. And then they just perfected the skill over time and passed it down. Like tarot reading and those types of things are passed down because it's a lot of, it's just like gambling. It's a lot of tells. It's a lot of, what do I think this person wants to hear? Well, too, and, and, and a lot of it's psychological, right? A lot of it's subjective yeah. confirmation. People go in wanting to hear something they just want to be told they're right. Right. Yeah. And that person's there to put on a show, tell them they're right, and then charge them, you know, 99 mm-hmm. and, and give, give them a hug and send them on their way. So I, I don't I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying, there, you know, there are some things physiologically that we can't still explain 100 percent that we know are real. Um, so to me, it, it leaves the door open for possibilities for other things when it comes to the paranormal. Well, and I will say to that notion, I mean, again, so much overlap with religion. We know most every culture, you know, once it, it, I mean, even in American Indians, Aztecs, Mayans, I mean, Norwegians, Vikings, like they all had the same concept of seers and like spiritualists that could see beyond the physical. Right. And they bought a lot into that i mean you know a lot of yeah. things, wars and i mean shit decisions were, were made that. based on that right yeah. because i mean in many respects you're just looking for a sign like we're all human like i mean as humans of modern day we know like 
if I'm making a decision to take this job or that job, I'm looking for anything to tell me what, what which one's right. You're going you're gonna to go <laughs> yeah. get in a hot TP. I, 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 yeah. I can cast the bones. I can cast the bones and look for birds. You're, right. you're going to have a cup know. of tea, right? Yeah. I will find what I'm looking for regardless is the point. I guess yeah. when it comes to supernatural, right? If, if, if you go, uh, I don't really believe in supernatural. I don't believe in like these beams of light or a box crashing down. But let's focus on communicating with the dead because that's an entirely different uh, situation, right? That's that's not something happening. It's, that's not a physical presence. That's not something occurring. That is somebody communicating with the dead. Like you look at some of those John Edwards back in the early 2000s. I don't know if you guys remember this guy. He had a TV show. Mm-hmm. It was like a daytime TV show. And he'd have a room full of 100 people. And, he'd, and he would be like, okay, on this half of the room, I feel like there's somebody out there whose name begins with S or something. And, and somebody would raise their hand. Much like Mac, I'm sure with you, they probably sat and talked to these people before they let them into the audience just to gain some cursory information. Or not only that, you're you're playing the the, the numbers game, right? Right. I somebody's going to have there's a name fifty people that. over here. <laughs> yes. Somebody, the odds that somebody's going to have a name that starts right. with S. And somebody um, would stand it's pretty up. Pretty damn good. Oh, yeah, me, and then you'd be like, okay, and it's your husband. Yes, well, and it's like. It, Again, it, goes, it, it goes back to televangelists. It's the right. same well, thing. And again, I don't want to go too far down that hole. No, but, yeah. no you, you, you nailed it, Mac. <laughs> I, I mean, open, I thought, it, I thought of box. two things. I thought of two things. One, the scene from uh, Fletch Lives, yep. where he's like, I'm looking for <laughs> He's got for the him. microphone in his ear. <laughs> oh, Billy Bob. And he's like 21, 22, 23. <laughs> <laughs> How do I narrow this down? <laughs> <laughs> I thought of that. And then again, Haas, I'm, I'm going to draw from magic. The, uh, the tandem, you almost always have a tandem mm-hmm. where one is blindfolded, one is in the audience giving keywords. And then amazingly, they find a person and they know exactly what's in the wallet. So the other it, thing, mentalism, do, they call it mentalism. Right. That's well, what the other thing, what they'll do is they'll plant people they know in the crowd. Mm, and those people will that. take note, they'll take notes. And usually the person up on stage has an earpiece or before they go on stage, they'll tell them, hey, this person is sitting in this seat wearing this. This is the information you need to know to draw them out. Or um, yeah. say if, if the medium's on stage and, and they do call somebody out, how do we know like Sandra from the crowd? How do we know they're not their assistant? That they're a plant. Right. Well, I mean, sure. It, and that does happen. And that happens in, in like stage magic all the time where the person that's called upon randomly is actually a plant. Um, but yeah, plants are, that, I mean, that's, yeah, that, that goes as far back as magic goes for sure. Yep. Um, it's not that I'm saying, yeah, it's hundred percent true. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm adult and I'm totally going along with this. Cause I mean, I've studied magic for years, so I know better, but I'm just saying there's a possibility and there's a possibility that, that one, one in, you know, 500 million people is wired differently. And so they can see, they can see sound and colors, which means that means there's another one in 500 million that can potentially see spirits. If so spirits and it? apparitions are a thing. What's it called? Synesthesia. So it's like S Y N T H E S I A, I think. Okay. Gotcha. Something Sorry. Like that. I was just curious. Yeah. Matt, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say you, you said it now and Haas has said it as well. And, and I take, kind of umbrage to it because I don't think it's even possible, you know, talking to the dead. If you're dead, you're dead. Nobody can talk to you. So I, I didn't I, say I, it I because understand. I believe it. I don't think it's real. No, I'm yeah, just... I know. I'm just saying okay. I, to me, I don't even think that should be a saying because it, it's impossible to do. I don't even think you can be wired, you know, a different way. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Can, 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 we, can we say there. communicating with the dead instead of talking? Because maybe it's maybe it's sign language. Well, I think well, Max, you know? to Max point from a scientific you're standpoint, you're dead. You're you're in a box somewhere. There, there's <laughs> nothing to <laughs> communicate you, with. Period. Well, you, right, you've got to you, believe in the spirit to believe. Right. In yeah. Right. With so so you have to believe in a lot of stuff. I think if we to make sense, if you start pulling at the smallest, tiniest thread, it comes unraveled. The whole thing comes unraveled. Yeah, Mac, to your point, if we were to stick a dead person in an MRI, there would be zero brain activity. Right. Right. We we would get that. So you'd go scientifically. But you're not. But you're saying you're not talking to the body. You're talking to the spirit. Is is what their argument would be. Of course. And to everybody's point, how do you denounce and say there isn't a spirit? Because you can't prove as. You know, Chris said you can't prove something that doesn't, you know, isn't there. So can't prove how do you say there yeah. isn't a spirit because you can't see it. So it, it it's just a very convenient thing to hang your hat on. Of I course guess. it is. Well, I so, think the thing about communication, commu- potentially communicating with the dead is that you won't know, you won't really know unless you're there and you hear something. Because like I watch all these shows and they have the little recorders that they play back for you, but it's like, okay, well, that could be anybody. That could be some assistant that just recorded right. a scary voice and then played it back for them. In a closet so in Vegas yeah. in an old house. <laughs> exactly. It's just so it's, I would like to just go out. I would like to take one of those people, go out to a cemetery, random cemetery, just dig up a random body and say, All right, tell me about this person. They would have no way of doing it. If I were, yeah. well, he was born. I get, I get where you. you, you were well, he was born this, and he died on this date. Okay. Yeah. If I were a spiritualist, you know, or a medium, I would, I of course would be defending my position and say there's not there, there's no one to talk to. They've moved on. You know, like that, like that's kind of the gamesmanship of it all, right? Is is you play in the margins of what can be definitively proved or disproved. And it, in most cases, you're not walking into a tarot reader or a medium without kind of having like, I'm just here to be entertained. And that's kind of where I like at the end of the day, where I fall on this is it's, it's a source of entertainment. It was based originally on the imagination slash I'm looking for anything to justify a decision I'm going to make. And then just over the years, it's iterated with culture and the times to become a source of entertainment. If it were like, you know, and I put, I I do, I, I do think they're kind of fun to watch, but if I were to truly put like ghost hunters on par with something else, I'd put it on par with like Jerry Seinfeld. It's an orchestrated event designed to be put onto TV for entertainment. It would almost fall into any, reality TV. With any rigor. And the thing is, like, and this is exactly what religion plays on, right? Is the is the notion of like you kind of want to believe it, right? Because if you start to buy into spirituality, you start to entertain that there really must be something else after. And then therefore, maybe this current thing isn't all that bad because there's some other greater shit going on right i think for me it's a comfort thing and then think, we're back to comfort i think, I think exactly. for a lot of people think, it is yeah i think if i can prove that there are spirits here then maybe there's somewhere else that we go after we die and that's at least i know okay well there's something else like this isn't just it you know what i mean 
I got bad news for you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Flash, you nailed it. It it taps into a very core desire of there's must be something else. And, and, and this is, I don't know. I I don't want to completely make a left turn, but um, speaking of like fear and things of the unknown, like, I I don't know if anybody else saw the movie, the fourth kind. No. Mm -hmm. Uh, With Mila Jovovich. That movie scared the shit out of me as an adult. I did because, not want to look out my window at 3.33 in the morning. Because it introduced, <laughs> it, and, and it's a similar concept, but it introduced the notion of something that I can't explain, but it opened up to the cosmos of an, like another, like aliens, which is a whole separate fear belief system almost. But in this instance, there's enough science there where I can almost buy into it of like the math of the universe is so massive yeah, Could, couldn't I'm, it be? Couldn't I'm not be? saying I don't believe in aliens. I'm just <laughs> saying you can't talk to the dead ones. Yeah, it's, it's so the, we, we it's, can't tap it's, into it's, dead aliens. It's Damn it's it. the cousin, you know, it's the cousin of supernatural, if you will, sure. of a lot of same, you know, psychological responses and wonderments of what's out there. It's just more almost scientifically based and outward looking and thinking the what if, as right. opposed to the looking at the our world and going what if right uh real quick before we close up shop flash what exactly were you or were you hoping to get something out of bringing this topic to the table uh, i mean i didn't really have uh, any i thought i'd just like to know. see you guys no, this was all us helping her feel better about the laundry bin <laughs> now this isn't to say like dad this isn't to say that i want you haunting me after you go like i don't want to be in my house and you'd be like Ass cloud, like that's not. You know he would. You know he would. Hundred percent. Like that's. I don't. I don't need that kind of stress. You know, after you go, but I'm, you I'm just, living for you fucking just keep ever. doing. You know, you just keep doing what you're doing. You just like hang a finger over your shoulder. For like, <laughs> fuck off, fuck off, Dad. Uh, yeah, I was just curious. I mean, I think Haas, you sound like you're skeptical. Not that you've written it off saying no, but that you do believe there is a possibility. People can be in tune that there is a possibility that something can exist beyond this realm, right? Am, am I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm never a fan of being closed-minded. I'm never, I'm never a fan of being finite and saying this is this and this is this. I absolutely believe in this, but I absolutely don't believe in that because we don't know. We don't know. We, we, we think we do, but you know, 100 years ago, people didn't even know what DNA was. You know, and now you can go get a, a DNA blood test or a DNA test and they can tell you, you, you know, your entire background and what diseases you're susceptible to. And so, I mean, so things are constantly changing. We're, we're getting more information, which broadens our horizons and understandings. So that's all I'm saying is I, I, I'll, I'll, leave, I'll leave it open because, you know, I so think that's. We've got quantum mechanics. We can land a man on the moon. We can send satellites to the farthest reaches of the universe. Sure. We can explore the depths yeah. of the ocean. No, no, no. We Science. cannot explore the depths of the ocean, actually. <laughs> Science um, has and, allowed and, us to do so many things, but one thing yeah. it has never been able to do. And there's a lot of things it hasn't been al- allowed us to do. Cure cancer. Like explore the ocean, actually. Thank you. That's where oh. I was going when you said space. Is I was like, cancer we can explore space. Big pharma. So you're saying you to have the cure for oh, gotcha. you're <laughs> saying you're saying the kaiju are still down there. We just don't know it yet. 
Could be. Could be. Yeah. Have you seen some of the creatures that are in the the, the depths of the ocean? The depths of the ocean is pretty creepy. Yeah, because I've seen seen the movie The Abyss. So yes. Have you not seen the Meg? I mean, you know. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I, me personally, it's not a thing for me. I don't believe, uh, you know, even though I dress as a skeleton, it's, you know, I don't believe in paranormal activity and supernatural ghosts. Would I love to believe that my elders who have passed on? No, I don't know that I'd really want to believe that they're still floating around. And I'll admit that, you know, Flash, when you were a baby, you used to talk to your grandfather or great grandfather uh, after he passed. I mean, he was one of your imaginary friends, someone who you didn't know all that well. Um, you know, and, and maybe Grinch, like you said, children see the world differently. And maybe Haas, it is that children are more in tune. And then as we grow up, we grow out of that. I don't know. Um, uh, for me personally, I've never experienced anything that tells me yes or no one way or the other. So it, it's a tough one for me. And I'm glad you brought this topic to the table. I was interested to see how everybody else felt about it. But uh, I personally, no, I don't. (laughs) I just think about like, you think of the guys who were excavating like ancient Egypt. Indiana Jones, what about them? Exactly. Belongs in Um, a museum. (laughs) Like (laughs) imagine how, how does that feel to go into a place that hasn't been touched by living humans in however many years and you're you know you're walking into history all kinds of different history and like okay what was left behind in this in these giant structures that were basically lost you know it's it's just that kind of like i said in the beginning of this episode it's like it's just that really eerie feeling when you walk into a certain place you know what I mean? Yes. A place that actually has history. Yeah. Something we don't possess here in America. Well, it's is that so? the history of <laughs> the same. I think we can agree there's can... a difference between, you know, even St. Augustine versus where Haas lives in Austria. History I, I think is history. I mean, it is. Yeah. But, I, but when you're talking about like a thousand years ago versus like here where it's 200 and 50 years ago or whatever it is you know it's like it's a little different when you think about how long this country's been around and the history here versus the history over there so, so yeah. you're saying that you know the stuff over there can be haunted and they can have ghosts because it's older absolutely not no I, i'm saying with what she's <laughs> talking about she cited scotland and things like that and and you know haas i'm sure you've been in some places in austria and, and in europe in general where it's you probably do feel that way. Like, holy shit, you know, you know, I know I was that way when I was in France, you know, you're walking on steps and you're going, somebody was murdered here at some point. Well, you know, when you go to certain towns and you know, there were like public executions yeah. in certain places and you kind of stand there and you're just like, mm, okay. If it's a creep factor a, here. Yeah. If you go to an internment camp that the Jews were held yeah. in, yep. you know, something like that, I'm sure it's like, yeah. holy I went to Dachau in, in, yeah. in Munich. And that was very eerie and creepy. Yeah. But uh, so anybody here outright believe yes or no? No? Nah. No one's raising their hand. Mm, not not no. right. So uh, still uh, some yeah. skepticism. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And I, I, my kind of closing thoughts are, um, I mean, horror and supernatural has an appeal, right? We've, we've discussed the why of that. Um because it taps into a lot of different things. I mean, one, at the end of the day, we all want to be 
awe-inspired. We want to experience wonder. Entertainment. And and then, you know, the notion of historical locations, like in your brain, like, you know, and I've I've given this some thought lately when this topic was coming up and uh, I just happened to be listening to a podcast about kind of serial killers and stuff. And it's like, Jesus, it's almost so weird like to think that something happened there. I mean, at the end of the day, it's history though, right? Like, you know, we talked about with religion, like there's some verifiable things that happened there, but they still tap into the same notion of like, I don't know that I could picture myself in, a, in, in something like this, right. like whether it is warfare or whether it is hangings, stonings, killing. But in many respects, it's still, uh, if not in every respect, humans doing horrible things to other humans. Right. Um, And that's kind of where the serial killer aspect comes in um, of like, you know, whatever serial killer, it doesn't matter. You know, this killing happened here, there, there. That's still like a really weird place for you to psychologically connect to of like somebody stood right here and made a decision to do this. I mean, by the same notion, you would say in our modern era, and I think this kind of gets to the, a little bit of the core of why I'm like, eh, no. Okay. So are the twin tower is the, are the twin towers haunted? No, you know, like, or tower, you know, tower one, whatever, whatever it's called now, like are the grounds of nine 11 haunted? They could be. No, you know, but I, I but <laughs> no. we haven't, Mm-mm. I mean, as far as I'm aware, nobody's been And I, I would guarantee fucking the show would not go there. Right. This ghost because adventures because I it's a current it. thing and they know how touchy it would be. Right. It, yeah, I was going to say. Exactly. But at the end of the day, a lot of people lost their lives in a horrific event. Which Whose lives suggest... probably weren't done and they had some unfinished business. So, yeah, I mean, Wait. if you if, I mean, if you play the numbers games, I mean, there's got to be people there that had unfinished business. Yeah, man. Right. But you and... look at the types of places that those shows go and it's always a really old creepy play building and i guess it's because ghosts need to marinate for a while (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) but like the the urban legend needed to gain some traction right um and and it doesn't hurt that it is a dark creepy place lots of dripping water you know and those kinds of things right if you if you Um, do if you do the world trade center that's outside in the middle of the day, I mean, what's kind of spooky about that? Yeah, and I just, yeah, and I just use that. I don't, I don't mean. I'm not trying to, yeah, yeah. you know, but denigrate the site of, of yeah, the twin towers. I just use that as a nobody would touch that, right? There's no spirituality there. There's a thousand million people. There's a million people traversing that space every day, right? So how right. I bet it, I bet it never gains it. You know what? I was right here, and yeah. well, that's where no, I stand. I appreciate that, um, Mac. What about you? You're still no. I, You're a hard no. What, what, what was the question? Uh, you know, <laughs> believe, not believe. Off. Yeah, yeah. No, not I believe. don't believe. No, still a hard no. No, okay. I'm still no. assless chaps or chapless asses. Yes, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I believe in both of those. There you go. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we're going to close up shop for our Halloween episode. Love, uh, thank you all for joining us. All of our mass debaters out there for Debate Toberfest. Uh, Flash, thank you for bringing the topic to the table. Thank you for coming on the show and listening to thank us rant for, for the last me. hour. Um, <laughs> yeah. Still not believing, still skeptical. Uh, nothing it's a good is, topic. It's a good yeah, topic. Nothing has it's, shown it's fun. Shown yeah. us, especially bridging believe. off religion. I think it. I think Absolutely. it listed well. 
Yeah. Uh, all right. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and let it go there. For all of you listening, please check out our Spirited Debate podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. You can go to our website at spiriteddebate.com. Feel free to check us out there. We'd love to have you in. You can drop us a line at spirideddebates at gmail.com. Uh, a topic you'd like us to debate, a drink you'd like us to try. Uh, maybe we'll have you on the show like we had Flash. Clearly, and she has a listeners- connection. Well, all the listeners should know it isn't Thor that's with us. It's been the Grim Reaper the entire episode. It was a little disconcerting. We just fought through it. Is is Uh, that what that's supposed to be? Okay. The the Grim Thor. The Thor, yes. Uh, All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, I will will leave it there. I appreciate you guys being here. Love you all. And we will do this again next week. Bye.